Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm. sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. That mascara is in the house or in your earbuds. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. You snapping. That's exciting. I'm popping. I'm <laughs> popping. We have lots to talk about. First up today, shaving is getting real. We saw a new ad that I can already tell Jess has deep thoughts. She's giving me eyeballs on it. Deep thoughts. Then we're going to talk about cleanser, which is kind of the unsung hero of your skincare routine. So a case for really cleansing with care. And our last topic air drying because it'd be too hot for hot tools. <laughs> We're going to tell you our techniques and maybe you can get some help out of that. And our guest is the wonderful Erin Parsons. You know her work. She is the makeup artist for Maybelline New York, the global makeup artist, excuse me. And um, she's just fantastic. And she gives us so many tips. 
Hello. I'm so scared what you were going to tell me. We just watched the video for Billy, which is like a razor company that sells, you know, women's shaving products, which I'm kind of obsessed with. And I still can't tell what Jess thinks because she's like, I'll tell you on the air. <laughs> but basically, I think, and I couldn't find proof of this, but it is the first time I saw a razor ad for women, a commercial, that actually showed the hair on the people's skin and then showed a razor with hair in it. And I was like, that's crazy. Like men all the time, the shaving ads, you can see them stroking like their beard, mm-hmm. but you never see like an underarm, a hairy underarm getting shaved. It wasn't like it wasn't just like stubble. It was like real hair. There was like well, I think one girl was combing her long underarm hair. Yes, it's secondary to the fact that they showed the hair was also that their whole tagline and marketing is sort of like whenever, wherever you want to remove your hair, or if you don't, you know, we're here for you. Yes, yeah. But what did you think of the fact that like? I just realized I've spent, you know, how many years on this planet, and I never saw a shaving commercial with actual hair in it. What does that mean? But like, I mean. Because it's like something you want to see that it's gone. You want it. You want to look at the nice thing. Like if I'm watching a dand a dandruff shampoo, I don't need to like get in there and see like Joe Schmo's like chunks. Like I yeah. just want to see maybe an illustration. Maybe like- I'm maybe I'm too prudish or too like squeamish. But if I'm watching looking at a toilet bowl cleaner. I don't want to like <laughs> freaking see, see like a toilet And I'm not likening like women's body hair is like, you know, dirty toilet bowl. Like, what are you saying, Jess? No, I, I mean like I don't want to see something that I'm trying to get rid of. And I guess I'm the customer. I'm one of the customers that they're speaking to, which is I'm the customer who wants to get rid of the hair. I don't even like it when I see hair, my own hair in the drain. I'm like, Ugh. but it's like a guy shaving. You're used to seeing that in marketing messages all the time. And it's like sexy, you know, he's in the mirror and like stroking the razor along his jawline. Yeah. So it's weird that we never let show that with women. Well, I guess like what you're getting at is like the social norm, right or wrong, is that women shouldn't have hair. And we're seeing the And then even when we're telling them to remove it, we don't really show it. Like think about those, remember those 90s? Like who wears short shorts? And like the girl, like their uh, their legs were obviously already bare and like, 80 miles long when oh you're God, like so pretending long. to like stroke a thing along it. Yeah. Like, who are we kidding? I think I just, maybe this is just a personal thing. Like, I don't like when I, when I shave my legs, I don't like the hair. I don't like the process. I don't like them getting waxed. It's like, ooh, like the hair to me is like kind of gross. Like, if, okay, Biore. Is men's hair gross to you though? Same. Yeah, to hair. Okay. Just freaking you're, hair. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Okay. Like, okay. if I see like Jeff's like stubble in the, um, sink. I'm like whisk, whisk, whisk with water. Like it's like, okay. So maybe I'm getting off the topic. No, no, no. But then I think that your issue isn't that women have hair. It's just like you're like tend to be grossed out by hair. But what are you going to say about Biore strips? Right. Like Biore, we know that it gets rid of blackheads, or that's like their claim. Yeah. I don't need the dude in the commercial to like show me his blackheads. I guess I'm keep, I keep on doing different examples of the yeah, same thing. Yeah. And I think they're kind of going for like they're pushing. Like I sound like I'm like Fox News. They're pushing like a progressive agenda, <laughs> which is like, yeah. you know, it's it says like we have hair. Like it's a really great ad. It's really well done. You guys should check it out. It's like you, you know, people have hair, women have hair, and so like we checked. Like and it shows this girl like looking in her pants. Yeah. Like I like that they're saying we don't have you know let's stop denying that women have hair that we're human beings, but. I don't necessarily, I'm not responding to, and this reminds me of what we talked about last week, I'm not responding to this like anti-beauty movement. Yeah. And if the guys, if that makes you want to like tune out or like write me hate mail or 
like hopefully just start a dialogue like I'd be really interested to engage because I want to be in step with it but yeah I don't actually want to be I'm like I I want to push <laughs> I'm fine my, with my opinion thanks yeah, I'm, I'm actually fine with my opinion <laughs> but like I'm very open to it yeah which is like why I was excited to have this conversation because I like the ad I think it's cool but I don't I don't like it doesn't I'm not aspiring to that. I want to aspire to something. I want something to feel Do you think pretty. that still works for selling products today when we're in a world where everybody has access to everybody else's inner workings, how they do makeup, how they do everything? Does the aspirational sell still work? I think, like, the the curtain has been pulled back. That's what I'm like, saying, yes. Yeah, the, the curtain has been pulled back, but I don't think it means... And I feel like there's definitely four different conversations happening here. Like, I like the permission slip that they're giving girls to mm-hmm. be like, you don't have to shave every last bit of hair right. on your body. Like, I'm a horrible shaver. I always leave, like, you know, one section completely unshaved by accident. So like, or, I, And some women on purpose. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, like, anti-shaving, anti-like body But the body marketing hair. message you typically like tends to be more... I want... How do I get really smooth legs? I want my legs even smoother. Show me the razor that's going to like make me like a seal. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm looking for. But I'm a different customer, so yeah. I no, like- it's it's just another way to market. I like that there's a diversity of the way that we're talking to women about beauty. Yes. I think that's the good thing. I like the diversity, but I also kind of don't like. I don't th- I don't want to see an ad with gross gunky hair in a razor, and that that ad had that. Yeah, it makes me think of that Mucinex ad where it was like the weird... I, I was just <laughs> thinking that. And I turned the channel. It's, he is kind of weird, that weird boogie-looking guy. Yeah, or like toenail fungus But ones. it does make you pause. And in this, when we're saturated with all these like selling images and marketing all the time, like it made me like be like, oh, hey, look at that. She's yeah. shaving her toes. I shave my toes. Do you have Do hair you on your toes? big toe? <laughs> Jinx. I don't know. I mean, of course I know, but like I, I don't shave it because it's obviously not strong enough. Oh, but no, I, when I shave my legs, then I hit it. my big toe because he, he grows a little bit of spikiness, too. So, you know what? Like, Maybe I should get a Billy Razor. Maybe you should get a Billy Razor. Or, you know, but like, don't, tell, don't have to tell everyone about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, have to, you have to show me. You have to text me the picture of the razor with the hair hanging out. That was interesting, too. They showed the used razor with the that's, hairs that, in that's it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, that's, that, to me, that's, like, that's not beauty. That's like, no, no, no. That's personal. And then you chuck that shit in the garbage. Okay. Good to know. Don't go to Justin's garbage, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what you guys think about that commercial. And just this is still that ugly is the new pretty conversation that we've been, you know, we've started. Let's continue it. Yeah. This is a theme. So, Jen. Yes, Jess. um, The last time I was in Switzerland, (laughs) (laughs) I was hanging out with um, Dr. Stangle. He is the director of innovation for La Paris. Okay. You guys have heard of La Paris, super fancy schmanz, lots of science. And we talked about La Paris's new launch, which I'll be talking about a little later, but um, later in the year. But we ended up um, digressing into talking about something that like he got like his face kind of lit up when we spoke about, which was cleansing. Now, La Paris is not launching a new cleanser, but we were just talking about cleansing. Nobody's face lights up when they're talking about cleanser. They're like, oh, I love my treatment or my face oil. No one's like, cleanser. Yeah, and he was really like, you know, it was funny because there's so much, I always think like there's so much technology. Let's talk about the new, you know, like active and the new cream. And he is like, like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but we're talking about this like 
step that I kind of look at as like, yeah, 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 cleanser, you know, and then mm-hmm. let's get to the good stuff. And that's what he really wanted to talk about. I almost felt like he'd been holding it in. Yeah. <laughs> and what he was saying is that people really underrate that experience. And it's like he, you know, obviously it may sound kind of price insensitive because he works for a brand where creams are, you know, easily $800. But he's like, you know, people will buy like a cheap cleanser, again, paraphrasing, but they'll buy an inexpensive cleanser and just kind of think it doesn't matter because I've heard this from editors myself. It just washes down. The yeah. And, I, and I've seen that story where it's like, where should you spend and where should you save? And there was, I a did plen- that story. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I'm culpable guys. Um, I don't, the, my point is not to spend $70 on a cleanser, but yeah, what? but yeah. be thoughtful about it. And he was saying that right now, like we should be really using very gentle, gentle cleansers because of how many actives we're using, mm-hmm. how many treatments, like, you know, you know, I just did like the baby facial a couple of days ago. I'm pretty sure I don't have like five layers of skin. Your right barriers. My, yeah. My Fucked. barrier. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <me>. The, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're obviously people are not like editors who are going on like trying a billion different products and getting like fancy treatments, but you know, we are using stronger products because brands are putting more like, you know, exciting stuff in them. Um, if you are a product junkie, you might, you very well might be one. If you're listening to this podcast, you're bouncing around a lot and he's like, the environment is really bad. So that pollution is sticking on your face. You really need a great cleanser to get rid of that. But, and he kept on talking about what you mentioned before, barrier protection, gentle, gentle cleanser for barrier protection. I am so guilty of like, for sake of speed, I have usually in the past picked these cleansers that like I can rub, rub, rub and rinse and be done. That's not how you do it. And I learned, and I think it says I've gotten older that like, okay, gentle cleansers might take a little bit more like uh, sweat to get them into like a lather. Mm -hmm. You might have to like emulsify for a longer amount of time to get Mm -hmm. your makeup off and the dirt off. But it sort of like um, triggers you, not triggers you, signals you to take your time, to be more gentle with your face. Um, And I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. What what is your cleansing routine these days? uh, Was you inspired? One more thing. Oh, Dr. Sangle's tips. Go. uh, Dr. Dr. Sangle also said how important... Um, cleansing is to preserving the microbiome, keeping everything in balance. So you don't want to be using something with like a ton of salicylic acid morning, noon, and night. You don't want or to be- really different pH from your skin naturally, where like the little happy bacteria are all like, ah, I'm yeah, gone. yeah. You don't want that squeaky clean, tight feeling. And I always hear from people, or if I stay at someone's house, I'm amazed by how many people are using those like Neutrogena. Um, like wipes as their substitute for a cleanser. Those are great for oh, no, any wipes, you. but those are for travel. Those are for like on the go. Those or maybe are sometimes for taking food. off some big makeup first and then doing a cleansing yeah, after. Exactly. What's your go to these um, days? I'm doing right now. I have a couple of cleansers on the go. I do either in the morning, I just wipe with a micellar water, the Kiehl's um, new herbal micellar water. It's mm-hmm. like in a greenish, like a pale Less important t- then. You don't have all the micro pollutants on your face. Yeah. There's no makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Like it just, it, yeah, why put my skin through like a horror show in the morning of mm-hmm. like scrubbing if, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessary. And at night I use, sorry, this is like a lot of Kiehl's plugging, but the um, Calendula cleanser, because mm-hmm. that's like a very, it's like, it's actually called deep calendula cleanser it gets off all of the grime but it's very much about protecting the barrier i mean that's what keel's whole philosophy mm. and then i just got a chanel cleanser which is very nice which is a milk to oil cleanser and that's also really good if i'm feeling a little bit drier and i have like a lot of makeup on oh that's good when you're dry yeah. you switch it mm-hmm. up uh i've been using the sh- the 
Perfect Whip one. Did I tell you about that? Oh, Jeff brought that back for me from Japan. Yeah. He it's, said it's really big there. Because it, I still like the foam. It feels good, but I know that that can, you know, damage mm-hmm. your barrier. So it's like a very creamy foam that doesn't leave me feeling like dry yeah. like that. And I, I tried the Glossier Milky Jelly because everybody like raves about mm-hmm. it. I just didn't emulsify enough for me. Maybe I wasn't using enough product, but like mm-hmm. I didn't get that like melting away my makeup kind of yeah. feeling. So I've been doing the perfect whip and then still sometimes the It Cosmetics Cleansing Balm. Sorry, oh, wrong I, order. I do the It Cosmetics Cleansing Balm and then the perfect yeah. whip one. Um, love that balm. Yeah. Love the balm cleanser. So, anyway, I think this has been a PSA for cleanser. Yeah. Pay attention to that step. It's all important. Gentle. So in case anybody didn't get the news, it's summer here in North America. <laughs> Jess certainly yeah. did because she's feisty as hell this week. Oh my god, we don't do well in hot weather either of us. We're just putting it out there. Oh my gosh, is it winter yet? Like, what? Who asks for winter? Yes, yes is it, is is it, it like, fall yet? Yeah, is it fall? I it's it's it is so hot. Yesterday was a hundred degrees. Yeah, I didn't go outside. Um, I was at a baseball game. Wait, that is so off brand. I can't. eat. You were at a baseball game? Yeah, yeah I was at the Yankees. Yankee socks. I, Okay. <laughs> How'd your hair look? Um, like it looks now. I, like enormous. You did, you did a little air dry and you, and you went yeah. for texture. That's yeah. what I've been doing. And also I feel like a lot of women are just embracing their natural texture. Mm-hmm. I like that we are all doing that together. Mm-hmm. Curly, straight, wavy. But I have found that there's some ways that I've been doing air drying that didn't work. So I want to share my experience. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so going to bed with your wet hair. I keep hearing people say this, that that's their way of air drying. Every time I do that, I wake up with like weird flat head in the back. I look like like I'm a kid in a kindergarten play who has like a big lion mask on, and then they turn sideways and it's oh like there's nothing God, in the back. Oh my God, that's so funny. Because I, I, I sleep on my back, but you go to bed with wet hair, right? Yeah, but are you a back sleeper? I'm. I start on my back and then I roll over like a chicken, like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Just like throughout as, the night? No, as soon as I'm about Maybe to Maybe that's asleep, how your hair is so evenly wavy distribution. You, you think it's evenly wavy? Because I actually sometimes, like, I saw a photo of us recently from the, the Mary Kay, like, yearbook that they gave us. They yeah. gave us, like, a photo album. Thank you, Mary Kay. And there's a photo of us, and I see my hair is, like, flat and weird in the back. And I'm like, yep, I think it looks good from the front, but I'm not seeing it from the back. So, so I need to check myself. So this is what I'm saying. 360 air drying. You have to think about it in all planes. Yeah. So lately when I've been air drying, I really try to take my shower earlier in the night. Sometimes I'm a night shower when I'm hot yes. at the end of the sweaty day. Yeah, yeah. So that I can have like a vertical air dry moment because I feel like the weight, A, helps my hair tame down. I completely understand. And then it's mean. not rubbing against the fabric, which is causing, you know, more frizz and everything. Yeah. Um, I have been obsessed with Rita Hazan's weekly treatment. Remember she? I'm using it too. It is so good. It's really good. It starts out the air dry, nice and smooth already. Mm -hmm, I feel like, mm -hmm. and then I've been using the Kristen S uh, from Target. No, that there's an air dry cream from her. Oh, okay. And I rake it through, and then I do scrunch, which I feel like a lot of people say don't scrunch because you you just you your regular curl pattern gets disrupted. But for me, at least, the scrunch just like enhances the wave a little bit. Now, you you know, when you come out of the shower, I question, and your hair's sopping wet, and your hair is long like mine, like you know, it's a lot. Do you towel dry it for a while? I squeeze towel dry it, never roughing it up, yeah. you know. 
and then I just rake through the cream, scrunch a little, and then I try and like walk around very slowly and like don't rub against the sofa and like give myself, you know, 40 yeah. minutes for it to air dry. You know what I used to have as a kid that like, I remember we got one, it was like, oh, please talk God, about a so diffuser fancy. right now. No, no, no. <laughs> we were like, I remember this was like a fancy purchase. My mom got one of those Aquas towels. Oh, like, like a AQ, microfiber. Yeah, and yeah. But it actually really worked very well. Actually, so, we used those because I was a swimmer, and that was like the teeny tiny one. Like those, yeah, yeah, the chamois. Yeah, I think chamois. I think I want to get one again because I I get out of the shower, my hair is like sopping wet, and then I go to sleep pretty shortly after that. I know it's pretty gross. So you need to get a little more moisture. Out yeah, you go yeah, to sleep. but I but I don't want to rough it up. And what's your air dry? Do you need a product? What have you been using? I just I wash it. I I put a lot of conditioner in. Um, something that I did do recently was when, okay, a lot of conditioner and rinse it out. I'm up for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then I flop on the bed like an animal, fall asleep. Amazing. Okay. I wake up and then I hit it with a lot of um, leave-in conditioner, like a Carol's Daughter Shea leave-in oh. or Garnier makes one called Leave-In and Detangler. It's like in a um, seafoam colored bottle. Sorry, I know I'm supposed to give you guys the actual information. And That's then the what we have a blog for. Yeah, so hit, hit the blog. <laughs> and then the last one that I've been using a lot that I really like, oh, there's two, two other products. One is the Garnier One Minute Mask. I'll take just a little bit of that and I'll rub it between my hands and I'll just kind of like like run oh, it. like a styler instead yeah, of... Yeah, instead of a oh, conditioner. interesting. Because it's like the texture is like good enough where you can actually do that. It's not too thin. That's good for you curly haired and thick hair yeah, curls, I think. Yeah, it's really good. And then the other one, which I mentioned a lot before, the Lush Hair Custard. It's really thick. So you really have to rub your hands together. And then like I just prep. I, this is my technique. Ready? I press. I'm ready. <laughs> I squeeze my hair with it. I just press. Yeah. Press. Like like I grab it like as if you're like. Squeeze it into your hair. Yeah. Like, like as if you're like grabbing like, oh, I'm so mad at you hair. Like that, you know, and just like push it down to the very end. Is this helping you get out your summer aggression? Oh my god. You look really I'm scary, so right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I just tap the top where all the frizzies are. But clearly I need to um after seeing that photo, I do think I might need to pay attention to the back end. Ba- pay attention to the back end or start my process like an hour or two earlier. Yeah. It's hard though. Meanwhile, living, all living our fine-haired city. listeners are like that would kill my hair. Like, Remember, Justin, I have long, thick, kind of wavy hair. Yeah. Like, it's crazy this time of year. Yeah. But hopefully that helps you with your air dry technique if you, like us, do not want to pick up a blow dryer. Ugh, too much. Guys, I have to admit it. I like a little bit of luxury. But I don't want to just buy one luxurious item, I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though at Quince. It's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. 
I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. I don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring. And I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Guys, I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today, Erin Parsons, Maybelline New York's global makeup artist. I met Erin last year in my office where she unveiled like 
at least 40 something pieces a of a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Of the Gigi Hadid, like ex Maybelline mm-hmm. New York collection. And you know, I talked about it nonstop for a while. Now we're going to meet the woman behind it and we're going to ask you all kinds of questions. And like, I have questions about your tats. I have questions about your clothes. I have questions <laughs> about your hair. And I'm just so glad you're here. I'm glad yes. too. <laughs> I want to talk about my hair, I think, because this is a new thing. No, for it's me. great. It's, it's very like flash dance, like oh, Jennifer Beale. Oh, that's totally her name, right? 80s. Jennifer Beale. It's great. Yeah. Um, I finally have embraced what I was given through my DNA, which was somewhat curly hair. It's like, beautiful. It sort of has a bit of a flatness here, but then a fullness here. So fullness I at the like, top, like flatness at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's always been that. So I've always fought it and straightened my hair, except for when I was like in seventh grade and I had perms. When I met you, you <laughs> had straight hair, spiral. right? Yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's yeah. gorgeous. Well, we'll get to your hair later. <laughs> okay. But I want to start from the beginning, just because you know, a lot. Everyone knows your work, but a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know about like your story. Mm-hmm. I I'm interested to know you grew up in Ohio. Right? Sort of. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Correct the record right now. Where did you grow up and what was your relationship to fashion and beauty yeah. as a kid or a teenager whenever you kicked that off? Well, I was born in Illinois and I lived in West Virginia. I lived in Indiana, um, Ohio, so many places. You just moved, moved around, around with your family a lot? Yeah, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. And um, I think because of that, I would get really a bit kind of like reclusive. I would stay in my, because mm-hmm. we were meeting new people all the time, you know, if I was going to different schools and things like that. So I discovered like the classic movie channel, Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. And um, I would watch that for hours and just like sit in my room, you know, if I wasn't going to school or whatever. And I would be obsessed with all like the classic movie stars. And I remember going to, this is so bad actually, I'm going to admit this, but I would go to the library and find the books on like Marilyn Monroe or Joan Crawford, Marlon Dietrich. Because I would tear the pictures out and <gasps> keep them at oh, my house. Vigilante. I, so I love well, it. But you couldn't like Google things back then. There was no internet mm-hmm. or anything. So um, yeah, I would just go to the library and I would, I would um, tape all the pictures up all over my wall. And so, um, were you just kind of like, were you shy or like, did you not like fit in or were you just like ahead of your time? Like, (laughs) you know, this is glamorous and you guys are all like lame with your, you know, whatever was cool. No, I had like no real concept of like what fashion was. I mean, it was like, we just dressed like each other, you know, you just try to be cool and fit in. And so maybe I was kind of preppy. Actually, I look pretty preppy today with this shirt on. So I'm like reliving my seventh grade years. Like We're here for it. Yeah. I think it looks kind of like Beastie Boise. Oh, well, with like my raver the, pants on. I think maybe that's that's the effect I was getting. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, I know concept of fashion, but I just really loved the glamour of like hair and makeup and gowns and things. And um, were you practicing on yourself? Would you try and like copy mm-hmm. looks or did you have a muse? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I had definitely had many muses. I mean, at that time I was growing up in the nineties when later on in life. So I loved all the nineties supermodels and, um, I just loved, like, I, I'm so obsessed with Marilyn Monroe that I have her tattooed on my back, like her face, <laughs> which probably is kind of a silly spot to put this face tattoo, <laughs> but it, I was just so obsessed with her growing up. So I would practice on myself to try to make myself look like them and I would steal my mom's makeup which <clears throat> she didn't wear very much so what I could find but I do remember when I was young taking this black eyeliner pencil and trying to draw my brows in like Linda Evangelista mm-hmm. and I asked my mom I was like 
do you like it? What's it, you know, how's it look? And she was like, oh, you look like Groucho Marx, which Ouch. at that time I was like, hmm, who's Groucho Marx? So what I discovered <laughs> later, what I discovered later, I was like, shady, geez, mom. <laughs> so it was not Linda's eyebrows. It was Groucho's eyebrows that started me off. So, but then I learned, I, you know, I had never really had much eyebrows. So I had to kind of learn how to draw them on. <laughs> Do you find that this work comes out, like this obsession, the Hollywood obsession comes out in your work a lot, or is that something that's kind of in a time capsule? No, it definitely comes out because I think from studying all of those women's faces and like what worked on them, like why did Marlena Dietrich's eyebrows work on her? So yeah, I think just the way that certain things shaped their face and why it worked on their face, it was something, you know, I would play with on myself as well and I'd know what worked on me and what didn't work on me to make you sort of like look your best, you know. What's the eyebrow shape? What's um, the eyeliner shape or mm -hmm. the lipstick shade? Um, contouring, all of that stuff. So now when I work with models, I, I feel like my strongest point is I can look at them and know what is best going to enhance their beauty. I've <laughs> read that you were in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny though where all makeup artists get their start yeah. <laughs> I was like the only person in BDUs and red lipstick I'm sure but <laughs> it was yeah I don't know I was just a kind of a bad kid I think all that moving around all my life I was just like not into school mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't going to get in any college I didn't even try because my grades were like just I just passed by it wasn't mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't I just like would you know, kind of go to school to show off my makeup skills, I think. <laughs> I go in the bathroom and like oh put my, my makeup on. <laughs> Do you have photos? I didn't bring any, but oh, if you saw me, you know, a little high bit later on in life. Aaron. Yeah, high school Aaron wasn't as exciting as 20s Aaron when I would draw my eyebrows all the way. I would shave my hairline out here and draw my eyebrows all the way out here. Basically straight. This doesn't feel like military dress code. Yeah. Oh, this is after the military. Okay. So I, I didn't go, last very back long. to the force. Yeah, back to the force. Back to the force. <laughs> so you you oh, join yeah. the force. The force. <laughs> like the force Star be Wars. with you. <laughs> and I'm also I'm acting like I'm all tough. Like yeah, like I'm yeah. a military. Well, I just I use lingo. I wasn't tough. Uh, <laughs> you join the AF. When, yeah. <laughs> when, it's getting worse. I like no, AF stands for something yeah. else now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Back then the AF. Yeah, I was 18 and I was just like I don't know what to do with my life so I decided to go into the Air Force took the test barely passed that I salute you thank oh, you for your service me. okay this is kind of embarrassing this is why I don't know how much I should talk about it because I wasn't in there long enough to even give any service I was in there for nine months and I made it past um the oh, what's the first part of it when you do the, the boot camp okay and I did really well we appreciate your your attempted your service, attempted service. Was, it, was, it, was it physically like draining like in the movies we used to wake up at 4 a.m and we would have to hurry up make your bed get your you know your sweats on or whatever you'd go out for a run two mile run it's not as bad as like the other branches the air force was the easiest one they say but you had to do all your sit-ups your push-ups your pull-ups you run oh in God. circles for two miles and I, yeah it wasn't really for me to be Were honest you like, i need to put my brows on guys <laughs> i need a couple more minutes no, you know when i showed up at the air force i had my signature platform shoes on. I always wear platforms because I hate being short. <laughs> I had blue eyeshadow on and I had false lashes. And I had just cut all my hair off because I thought, oh, you're going into the Air Force. You, you were having your Goldie Hawn private, <laughs> <Benjamin Yes>. <laughs> private Benjamin moment. So all my hair was like an inch long. I remember crying after I cut it. Like, what did oh I do? Oh, my God. So it just, I have a little peanut head. It didn't work for me. <laughs> so anyway, I get to the Air Force and the the um, sergeant is screaming at everybody, put your stuff away. You know, and they scream at you. 
it's like how they induct you so you can yeah. be, I guess, submissive. Anyway, I, I'm at the locker and I'm putting my stuff away and I'm all frantic and I'm scared and I look over at her and she just, like her mouth scaped open. She didn't even know what to say. <laughs> she just looked at me like really confused and then just walked past me. And She's kept, like, we're going to have to deal everybody. with this later. Yeah, she was like, like <laughs> what is this bizarre? So anyway, That's that amazing. was, yeah. So I think that with the Air Force, I did really well in boot camp. But then when I got out, it was, I was 18, you know, I was partying like alcohol and like I was just being a bad kid. Like I guess kids do in college only you don't get kicked out of college probably for yeah. but you can't yeah. drink in the Air Force if you're under twenty one. Did you get kicked out? I got kicked out. Okay. All right. Okay. Not a great story. Well, you know, it they, wasn't technically kicked out. It was more like I kept getting in trouble and they're like, Do you wanna be here? And I was like, No. And okay. Like, so, so it wasn't the right mutual. fit for you. Yeah. It wasn't the right okay. fit for me. No. Then uh, you can tell I've done a, a little a little reading. Yeah. So the day after you left the Air Force, you started working for Lanco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, practically, it felt like that. Really? Actually, no, no. When I left, I was like working in a Walmart. I just needed but in a retail, job. Was it beauty? I, was, I feel like that would have been no. easier than going to the Air Force. You didn't need to do all that yeah, running. I could have, if I had known. But the, what got me into retail, what all started this was, I was dating a guy at the time who was also in the Air Force, and he actually made it the whole way through. Good for him. But um, we um, ended up, so I ended up living with him in... I think it was San Antonio. I can't remember where at in Texas. So I was served in the military in Texas for nine months. Anyway, so um, I met him and I met his aunt who was like very glamorous, like everything I loved, her beautiful face, lots of makeup, hair poofed up to here, you know, mm-hmm. um, long nails, all the things I love like about yeah, yeah. Like women dressing up, I guess. And um, she was working at, I think it was like Borghese, Borghese, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know yeah. how you say that. Anyway, so she was at uh, Dillard's in Texas, and I just needed a job. And she was like, I think I could get you in. On the oh. floor. On the floor. Yeah, so I got wow. into Lanco. And that's that was my very first start. I was only 19. I started at Lancome. And would you pick up there? Well, I have to say, like, I always loved doing makeup, so I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And um, my first, like, makeover, it was just a few days into working there it was a young girl and her mom and I did the the daughter's makeup for like she was going to school or high school or something so I did her her makeup and they bought everything that I put on her like every product yeah so I was kind of like oh so maybe like maybe I'm good at this I don't know it just was something I really liked doing so came natural but that's working with I hate when people say this but real women women. (laughs) but that's what I did for 10 years like models aren't real women yeah I know but it helps like they are sort of unreal (laughs) gives you range right yeah and then you somehow ended up in the whole Pat McGrath world well I guess I mean that was much you know I I was in retail for 10 years 10 years yeah 10 years so I Dude, moved you to New York when I was still like speed and yeah. like working with different women. Yeah. Should this give some hope to our listeners who are working in retail? Oh, for sure. I mean, cause because I, it seems impossible to make that jump yeah. from the floor to like what you're doing. Yeah, I didn't even know like the world, like even though I collected Vogue magazines and hung up everything on my wall that was like makeup related to the models and mm-hmm. whatever, I, I had no idea that that world kind of existed. It wasn't until like Kevin O'Quan's books came out mm-hmm. and I studied them and I, I kind of started to understand that there was a world out, outside of like the little towns I had always lived in. And um, But yeah, I, I was at uh, Longcomb for like two and a half years and then Mac for five years. Then I had to sell shoes for a while because I got fired from Mac. Girl, what'd you, you guys, do? I'm, I'm so, always so in trouble. So did uh, what Patrick <laughs> Starr, right? <laughs> and then you got a yeah, Mac collaboration yeah, after all that. Yeah, that's true. 
that's true. There's hope for I you don't yet. Watch this channel. No, but what, yeah. what, what did you do? I, I just Tell was late all the time. I was late oh. all the time. No, my God. I and now you're, customers. you're in this was, job where you have to be up at like yeah. 5 a.m. for call times. Yeah, but I think, you know, it's I can be 10 minutes late. Nobody's like clocking me. I had to clock in. Then. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. And I, I'm still always 10 minutes late. It's, it's a problem that has plagued me my whole life. I know it's a bad attribute, but What's it's your just sign? something. Capricorn. Oh, that's unusual for a Capricorn. <laughs> <But> keep going. <laughs> She's breaking the mold. Less than I, right. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. When, but. but when you so, got yeah. into this, like I'll call it the editorial world, yeah. were you were you were you so out of your element? Did you ever think like, oh my god, I'm not, I can't, I shouldn't do this. I should go back to retail. Well, uh, when I moved here, yeah, I, yeah. We, I, I think we're just back up for a second because I'm sure people yeah. are listening and they're like, <laughs> wait, wait, how, how did she go All from the, the counter? Working with Matt, <laughs> it Matt, wasn't Matt. like that. Yeah, like how did you go go get into editorial? Yeah, well when. I first moved to New York, um, yeah, I had heard about Pat McGrath through a friend of mine who was assisting her, and um, she had been with her for about five years, and she was like, hey, you know, if you ever come to New York, we can use you on the shows, and that oh, was like okay. all the motivation I needed, so okay. finally I was like, I'm going to make the leap, I'm going to move to New York, let's see what happens. Well, <laughs> nothing happened for a little while, it was just, mm. I was living in Queens, and I was schlepping my suitcase up, you know, 15 minutes up a hill, an hour on the train, Um yeah, it was really tough. And I started, I just tested. Mm -hmm. So I met with photographers. I emailed constantly, you know, trying to assist people. Nobody ever responded, you know. It was just, just so people know what tested means. What yeah, test. Yeah, so I would just uh, meet with photographers and do like, like say a brand new model um, needed to put pictures in her book. Yeah. We could test with her. So Meaning you didn't get paid for Nobody these got gigs. paid. Yeah. No, no. I so mean, everyone's just agreeing, let's do this like almost like a, an art project so yeah, that we can all have these photos in our book. Yeah, it's just to put photos in your book so you can show clients or, or clients. I didn't have any clients, you know, mm -hmm. at first, not for years, but um, just to show people that I can do makeup here and right. here's what I do. And it was because of that, me building my book for like the first year I was there. I mean, I think I got on shows within that first year. But if you're on a show with Pat, I mean, you're like one of 30 people. So it's not, I don't know if she even noticed me the very first show. Um, but then the second season, she definitely noticed me because after that, then she like flew me out to Milan and Paris and I started working on all the shows with her and then I went full time with her. But it was a struggle, you know, it wasn't, it didn't just happen like overnight. Mm -hmm. I've been here for 10 years and the first like two years, I basically starved and just worked really, really hard to get any <laughs> anyone to notice mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. I was doing. So. Yes, you may, you know, transfer over from retail, but save your money, mm -hmm. a lot of money. And I think I had like, I don't know, maybe eight grand when I came here, which was kind of a lot for me to save up. I had a car accident and got a little money from that. And it was gone in like three months. I was about to say two months. It, maybe <laughs> it was less than that. I don't even remember. But, wow. you know, I yeah. couldn't pay rent. I had a really good friend who was a model that made some good money. And thank goodness she was able to cover it because otherwise I would not, I wouldn't be here right now. Did you have like a little day job? Like a I, I mean, I just started to work. Yeah, I actually started to work um, retail again, but I only did it once, and then Pat. Because you came have to calling. be, in, mm. yeah, you have to be ready. Like yeah. they, if they need you tomorrow at six a.m. Yeah. Like you, it's, you, it's hard life. to hold down a full time job and yeah. sort of transition yeah. into that. So yeah, that's all good. Info. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you just have to. I mean, there was a point. <clears throat> I always tell this story, but like I was living in a basement and it had like barely a window in somewhere in Brooklyn, very far out, and uh, I had no money at all. Like, I had to eat ketchup soup. This is my famous story of the ketchup soup story. But I 
don't have anyone else to rely on. I only have myself. So like if there's, you know, if I needed money there, it's, I have to make it and you have to wait for paychecks. If you're doing like a job with someone, you might not get paid for a year in mm. this industry. It's terrible like that, but... There was another makeup artist we had on. Christopher. She was like, was and he was Christ- like, my low point was when the homeless guy I usually tried yeah. to help out had to give me a bagel. It, I think <laughs> like, it was Christopher Buckle. It was Christopher yeah. Buckle because... Oh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. But like, you, yeah. yeah. So, it was at yeah. Astor Place. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When you said ketchup soup, that's immediately what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, no, I, I opened ketchup packets and, and put Mix a little it. water in it, and, oh I, and it wasn't that bad. It was wow. spicy. I was kind of like, not that bad. But thank God it was only one day of that, and then somehow a check came through or the photographer that owed me money finally gave me money it was like something and then I was okay for another mm-hmm. month just some real talk right now no, it's, it's, no I appreciate yeah. you being so honest because I think a lot of people think like it'll be fine it'll be cool it's and like glamorous yeah no, no it's, it's unless you have that support system that can yeah. like float you it's it's hard in the beginning if, if you do get off the ground mm-hmm. um sorry to be like so Debbie Downer but I'm just like Am being I, do real. I know I hope I'm not Debbie Downer because no, it I does think, get better after no, that <laughs> yeah but you're just being real and I think there's not a lot of like you know we write an editorial we write about the, the cool happy stories like we, we only in mm. Instagram only hear that about the happy stories no one's like talking about yeah. this angle so yeah. i appreciate you um yeah. being candid yeah but um i'm gonna inject some serious like star power for a second uh-huh. you are often mentioned like in the same breath with Gigi hadid uh-huh. how the hell did this like <laughs> partnership this friendship this like yeah. power duo come about yeah i i met her when i was working on the shows and of course i was working with pat at the time and um we just got along really well. I, I don't even know why sometimes that happens, but sometimes personalities just come together and they work out. Like probably like you guys, like you just, you know, you become friends Aww. and you don't Aww. know. <laughs> you don't know why certain things work. What should you just like? Did. Just tell us. Yeah, oh like she's like one of the <laughs> nicest people in the world. This is no joke. Like she always gives a picture backstage too. Like when the yeah. editors are being so annoying and we're like, can we get a picture? She's, so she's nice. been. She's pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, she always tries to, like, I remember one time we were backstage and (laughs) the um, catering guy was like, you know, I I think she said, hi, how are you? Or something to him. And he was like, wow, nobody's ever asked me that. Like, and she was like, oh my God, like, she's just nice to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. She's Mm -hmm. a nice person. But anyway, she was just really good to me. You know, she, um, I had done her makeup for Halloween and we just, you know, started getting closer or whatever. And then she recommended me to Maybelline. She just, she was like kind of a little um, angel for me because she helped me out so much right off the bat. Because if you're leaving an assisting job, it's not easy to just break right into the next thing. Right. It might take a long time to, to get into it and to for people to recognize you. You're kind of starting all over again. Mm. But if she's were, wearing your work out and about, yeah. like your name starts to rise as yeah. her name rises, wow. I guess. I think it probably it's helped with. Thing. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm jumping a little bit, but they hired you as their global makeup artist. So like, what do you do mm. in that job? Yeah, well, I, I do all the ads, all the commercials. Um, I do like influencer events and I do design some products. I've got to work on Gigi's collection, of course. We have a new collection coming out soon. (gasps) Not with Gigi, but there's something else coming out soon um, that I can't really talk about. Okay. (laughs) Actually, we have something coming out with Maybelline um, and we're doing this, um, I don't know if I can talk about this, but it's like a Trend Tip Tuesday and I'm teaching people (gasps) how to do some of these big trends but do it in a way that's more wearable. Or maybe sometimes it's not wearable but I love to just take 
I almost always do an eyeliner first and I'll lay down. So like, let's say I do a black eyeliner around the eye and it's just that the lash line kind of slightly smoked out. It's not an overwhelming eye full of makeup. Mm -hmm. Just so the lash line, you know, smoked out and then you put your blue, like a sapphire blue, just on the top in the center, just on the bottom in the center, maybe just oh, in the corner. Oh, I love that. So yeah. you just complement the, bla the black liner. Mm -hmm. I'd probably use brown, but I get what you're saying. With, but, the, yeah. with the hit of color, with, use yeah. the shadow. Instead of yeah. using blue to outline yeah. the whole thing. Where yeah, exactly. I it's not as overwhelming that. That Someone way. should give you a that. job as like a global makeup <laughs> artist or something. I'll that's take it. great. <laughs> no, but yeah, and great. I think that's just a wearable way. And even like you were saying to do brown, but let's say you did like a shimmery coral orange-esque like maybe just mm. in the inner corner, but you've got your brown around your eye. It's just a wearable way to do I a little pop of color. Safe. I love that. I Coral like those colors. It does feel safe. Mm. I think too that that the Lemonade Craze palette came out, and mm. I've started to use that um, from Maybelline, and I started to use that coral and some yellow, and that's kind of become a trend. And I'm using yeah, that I've been a seeing lot. hot coral on the eyes yeah. a lot of places. Yeah. And if you also another way I think to go back into wearing eyeshadow that's bright is. It's it's kind of um, the opposite of what you see maybe on social media where it's like really heavily layered on, which is always fun to look at. But I think a wearable way is to do it sheer and you just do one color, brush it on the eyelid, under the eye and really soft and sheer. So almost your skin sort of shows mm -hmm. through a little bit. Like buff it out a lot. Yeah, buff it out a lot. Mm. I mean, you know, you can there's ways to do it. So it is just it's not like packed on. Yeah. And then your life, there's life to the eyes. There's like your skin and it doesn't look so heavily powdered mm -hmm. and it can be a bright color, but it just feels like it's part of your skin yeah. versus like laid heavily on top. You yeah. Know? I read that you have like 5,000 plus references in mm -hmm. your phone. Is this true? Oh yeah, easily. It's, it's crazy. I so have to have like the highest gigabyte phone that you can get <laughs> because I just save references constantly. So what are your, some, what are some of your favorite references? Are you, and also like this to me seems like, I mean, that's a lot, but this seems like the bread and butter of like being a makeup artist yeah. or a hairstylist. Like you should have this, but are yeah. you like, are you like known as the one? Is this something that people are still doing? I just think, I think if people don't do this in this job, in fashion, if you don't know references, then you're probably going to have a hard time being creative because you can look back like there's, and it's, I love that, you know, since I met my husband and he's Italian, he sh he's shown me some amazing, iconic people who love like really cool makeup looks mm -hmm. like the singer Mina. I'm obsessed with her, Mina Mazzini. And she does Is she this, current or no, um, it was old? More like I don't 50s, 60s, okay. 70s. Mm -hmm. She's still alive, but she's more like reclusive now. So, okay. but if you look her up, I mean like she would shave off her eyebrows and like do all this insane, like eyeshadow downturned eyes. I mean, I, I love references where the makeup really creates a character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was looking up, you know, and I have, not just references in my phone. I collect vintage Vogue magazines, vintage mm -hmm. Harper's magazines, and um, books. I have so, so many books. But I I wonder if this, because everything is so current now, I wonder mm. if the importance on these references mm. is as... Is, is as important. Sorry, I can't speak today. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, because everything is kind of like what happened five minutes ago. You know, mm. I don't know if people are kind of studying. Kids are studying the way you did when you were 14 years yeah. old. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I walk into a shoot and I see it, like a reference uh, picture hung up on the mood board, and it's like from was just posted on Instagram like two days ago of a new cover of like you know a magazine, and I'm just like. That, that's your reference? Like, like, will that hold up over a point of time? Like, you need, yeah. like, a... It's, it's, it's more like it was just done. And oh, it's like already been done well. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. why use that as a reference when you have... 
<laughs> decades, centuries. Like I can, you know, I collect books that of like 18th century, 14th century. You know, I like to see old paintings and things mm-hmm. like that. You can find something modern in everything, you know? So yeah. you can take um, that reference and create it into what is going to work for whatever the mood board is for that shoot. But yeah, whenever somebody pulls something that's like really so recent, I'm just like, Ah, no, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't want to do that. It was just yeah. done, and it was done well. Do you ever? Do, would you say that? <laughs> I mean, if I, it's a, a friend, but a lot of times you go into these shoots and, and you, do you have you a job don't know. to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But who did this lovely haircut then? Oh, she's a friend of mine named Britt White. She actually, I think I met her. She was working maybe on one of the Maybelline like digital shoots, and mm-hmm. she just has really cool hair herself. And so, also, she's willing to come to my house and cut my hair because I'm so bourgeois now that I can't even go out to a salon, so yeah. she'll come to me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Says ketchup from, soup Erin over here. Hair. From do you the remember those days? <laughs> Barely. No, I do. Oh, I can't even look at ketchup anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've long admired your tattoos. Also, oh. have you, you? Did you start this collection like back when you were yeah. 18? Oh, it's you know rebellious me. I was like 16 when I went and got my first tattoo. It was like a horrible lizard on my back but <laughs> like nobody ever sees it is she, so next to Marilyn Monroe there's like a weird lizard <laughs> that's so funny or are we talking cover up there I don't know there? if it's tribal I don't even know what it looks like anymore it's, it's okay it's on your there. back you yeah. don't have to look at it well I have to say I, I, I went and saw um, I haven't gotten a tattoo in so many years of course I do have a lot of them but I was saying to this tattoo artist at that time I was like I have this really horrible tattoo on my shoulder and I was like I really want to cover it and he's like yeah you can cover it just wear short sleeves and I was like <laughs> Oh well, my god! You gotta like, love tattoo artists. This is tattoo artists. They're like never nice. They're usually sadists who just like to hurt you. Because I started when, like I said, I was sixteen, and then I got a lot when I was got out of the Air Force and in my twenties, and I was in my hardcore punk rock phase. And everybody had tattoos back then, mm. so I started getting a bunch. And um, then as I got older, I was like, okay, I have a re- I have a job now that I can actually get my hands done and my neck done. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I Once was, you get your neck done, you there's no going back. Was, like yeah, you better be, be something like, creative. Yeah, couldn't like be a secretary. <laughs> Do, after for that. people who aren't Instagramming <laughs> you right now, you have a beautiful butterfly like on your like front I mean, center of your neck. I have a butterfly your, like, like my whole. Entire yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. it's in the back yeah. too. Yeah. But like it's like a sign of like I've arrived. I'm gonna make a living no. in a job that I can have <laughs> a huge neck tattoo well I was working with Pat at the time and I remember her saying well if you're gonna do this just do something really pretty and pastel and make it you know beautiful and I was I like I could just hear her saying yeah mm-hmm. and so I walk in and it was like and she was like that is not at all like what I thought That's you were gonna pretty. get <laughs> oh it's not my like you god got, like, a biomech like screaming head or something it's a butterfly yeah, butterflies are girly right so I don't like know. what was it something like that you'd be wanted for a long time are butterflies important to you or you're just like this no. is pretty I just went to my dad to her and was like well I'm thinking I'm gonna do my throat finally and he's like I'm like what should we do and he was like how about butterflies I'm like cool let's do it <laughs> oh my god like, like, well, I'm like what is the yeah. biblical meaning behind me is butterflies what else is in the Aaron Parsons body care and hair care and beauty care kit yeah I'm okay so I've been obsessed with this Lanza volumizing shampoo okay and <laughs> bougie again but Kerastase conditioner that's for like volumizing because now that I'm wearing my hair natural mm-hmm. um and this is Brit the hairstylist she kept trying to get me to wear my hair like this but I just kept Still, I couldn't like not straighten my hair. I just couldn't seem to get out of it. So she gave me this salt spray from I want to say it's like Mister Mister Fantastic or something. I don't know. I don't know I what's don't it know, called. I but wish I could look. And it's called Salty Dog. 
Salty dog. Salty dog. Oh, and it's okay. in a white, like, square yeah. rectangle. Keep talking. I'll Google. Yeah, so I spray that in my hair and I just let it air dry. It looks awesome. I mean, like, I'm always kind of, like, doing this to it now. I just, like, We're let it really air dry. really into air drying right now. I, so this is very hot. helpful. It's too hot for blow dryers. I know. It's, like, 100 degrees it's outside. It's disgusting right now. Yeah, so my hair dries really quick with this hot air. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just the perspiration from being outside, but you had a nice glow when you came in. Mm. Did you notice there? that? I did. It's actually, this is probably the one of the few ma- non-Maybelline products that I have on my face. It's Charlotte Tilbury. That's why I was saying I oh, wanted to listen to her. It's that wand. That oh, one. the light retoucher? Yeah. Or, 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 like, the, you, like lightning wand or something. I don't you know. like squeeze the tube yeah, and it yeah, comes yeah. out it's as a little good. puff. Yeah. I really love it because it... Um, you can't squeeze too much though. Mine was like... Okay, ugh, so like, yeah. my, the other stuff I have, the bronzing one, I shouldn't say this because I don't want to make Charlotte upset, but... Um, I must have accidentally left the like top part uh, turned open and it all like squeezed my bronze one did that too. Where's yeah. the highlighting one that didn't highlighting happen? One hasn't happened. I think it's called highlighting wand. I think that's yeah. all. It's yeah, like called the light wand or something. But what anyway, did, what's on that. your lips too? Like they actually, look, <laughs> this is Maybelline because they look like full and pretty and like actually this nude is, but better. It is a Charlotte Tilbury product and a Maybelline product. Um, Give us the combo. Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk Lip Liner. Nice. I love that stuff. And I can just really, I overline my lips like crazy because they're very small. So I overline with that. Oh my God, they look so full. I would not think of you as like a thin lipped woman. Thank you. I I I want to see like a photo of you with your normal lips. I can wipe it off after we're done when I go to leave here. (laughs) You'll be amazed. But um, they have, Maybelline has a new Shine Compulsion lipstick out. And I I really love. That's a lipstick? Mm -hmm. It looks so glossy. It's like a gloss on. Yeah. Yeah, it's Shine Compulsion. It's taupe seduction. Because glossy is back in my mind. I don't know. I'm yeah. like over the matte thing for now. I mean, Sorry. I'm I'm kind of over. Unless it's like a satiny matte. I don't want yeah. any kind of like little it feels fresh yeah. pucker face matte. Yeah, I just, I think that it makes my lips feel super moisturized and I don't feel like I'm wearing anything heavy. It's just really lightweight. Mm. Okay, last question <laughs> yes. then. We have to ask about the mascara. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who makes this mascara? Uh, this, uh, <laughs> I will tell you that I don't think anybody should ever or ever has to buy an expensive mascara because drugstore mascaras are that good. Yeah. And of course, why are they so good? I just think that. It's just like one of those things, like, don't question it. They're just better. I just think Maybelline, like, for one, they started with mascara. True. Mabel. Who started tinting her lashes back in I don't know what what year was it seventeen ninety two I don't really remember the year but it was like <laughs> definitely not that far <laughs> back seventeen ninety two Mabel <laughs> but actual Mabel she was tinting her lashes so I just think that they've been in the business of mascara yeah. for like they have perfected it and they make so many different formulas that so you're going to have thick lashes which um, one is this well, I, I've done two today now I'm very Oh, you're cocktailing your mascara. Okay, I have to say that this is how I, the only way for me to, because my lashes are really straight and really thin. So I always use, shout out to Shiseido Lash Curler. Mm -hmm. Always start with a lash curler. And I have a special way that I curl my lashes Mm. from tip all the way to the base. Weird. Instead of base to tip. I don't do, a lot of people do just like a crimp. I know. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do that crimp and then my lashes just look too straight, whereas this like creates a curl. And then I'll use the Maybelline Falsies push-up waterproof formula. Hmm. And I just do one coat of that. And the reason is just because my lashes, they just fall so easily because they're so straight. They're almost downturned. So I use mm. the waterproof formula first. Oh, because it's like holds more or yeah, something? Yeah, they just stay straight up in the air. Otherwise, mm. I can recurl, and that's totally fine. But I, I find that my lashes look more separated if I use one coat of the waterproof and then as many coats of the new – well, it's not new. The, the Falsies Mascara. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thank you.
We should have Erin Parsons stay on to have done the raise a wand. Didn't she have a soothing voice? She was great. I feel like she'd be like, raise a wand. (laughs) Or I'll do it, and it'll just be horrible. Mm. So there you go. What do you have this week, Jessica? All right, so I... Um, my lips are getting really freckly. It's something that I've noticed oh. in the past couple of years. And even a dermatologist said to me, like, you want to watch that. <gasps> so around the perimeter of my lip is, like, freckles. It's like a line. Huh. And he actually told me that, um, he said, if someone ever offers to zap those for you, don't let them. Why not? Because he said, like, that's a very dangerous area to laser your lips. Very thin skin there, very too. Very thin. He said scarring. And this is good for anyone who's ever thought, like, oh, I can just might get this freckle lasered off my lip or whatever. Don't do it. I mean, so what are you doing instead? I It's it's about prevention right now. It's just trying oh. to keep it from getting worse. So what I'm doing is something that I should have been doing since, like, forever. And it's silly. that I'm embarrassed to admit that I wasn't really doing this. Using a chapstick or a lip gloss with SPF in it, like especially like in these summer months. I know I'm so guilty because I feel like, oh, I wear lipstick. That counts. But it like doesn't. you're not always wearing lipstick. No, you're like And eating. at the beach, you're going to be like, you, you're, your lip I, balm should have SPF. But like even just walking around the city so which I'm not like that? at the beach all day. So this is Super Goop Shine on Lip Screen with great polyphenols. Um, it has broad spectrum SPF 50. and SPF 50? Yeah, it's like a gloss. But it doesn't look all white and chalky. No, it's it's like a it's a clear gloss. So all I do is I. How put did they make a clear gloss with SPF fifty? They have another one too that I have at home. It's like a squeeze tube. This isn't a wand. It's fantastic, huh? So I and it's it's like pepperminty, so it makes you feel fresh too. Nice. I put a lipstick over it. I put like um like a beach stick, like a the Charlottesbury beach stick. I just like put it with mix it with it. It's a nice color, um and. It's like I'm just training myself to like think about protecting my lips because your lips are thin and like there's a lot of skin cancer in that area. Okay, good that you're protecting. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm raising a wand to Moon Juice Beauty Shroom Exfoliating Acid Potion. Oh, how was that? So not my usual kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, Biologique Recherche, I can't get behind it. The P50, I tried it. It burned. Mm-hmm. I don't want to burn my face off. Um, and this the woman that made it was sort of like, well, this is like a much gentler version of Biologique Recherche is why they formulated that way. And instead of putting on a cotton pad and then wiping it over, yeah. I've been doing it the way they do it with the P50 or with this product where you put a little bit on your fingertips and then press it into yeah. your face. And I feel like it actually is exfoliating me more gently than a scrub. Mm. I'm only used this like two times a week, but usually I like to do a scrub like two times a week to get off the dull skin. Yeah. And I feel like this is doing it in a way that's just, I have a nice gleam after Royards. It feels yeah. a little tight in a good way, though. It's not like P50 where you're like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you have to, like, buffer your way into P50. So, anyway, and it's also um, not quite as harsh. $39, I just noticed that. That's quite a bit for an exfoliating treatment, isn't it? But a, it little yeah. do, a little does you a long way. Like, I just do a couple droplets, and I press it into my, like, forehead and nose where, you know, it gets a little right. bit rough, so. But you're in that moon juice lifestyle, man. I mean, that's I mean, that's so you. not me. We know that. But, like, shrooms. <laughs> Why not? Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.